Hey, welcome to Trail Trials, a video review section of irunfar.com. My name is Travis Lyles, and in this review, we're going to take a look at the Hoka Tecton X. X. Let's start off by talking about the outsole. So, here at the bottom, uh, what you're going to see is Vibram Mega Grip, and that is the light base version of Mega Grip. And what that means is it's really just a lighter weight compound than the normal Vibram Mega Grip. It's used on higher end trail running shoes that want to keep their weight down and this definitely is a example, a higher end trail running shoe that's trying to stay on the lower spectrum of, of weight and in, in this example a sub 9 ounce shoe in a men's size 9. From a lug pattern standpoint you're going to have some kind of varying lugs but for the most part uh, you've got kind of these reverse lugs sitting at these angles here where you would do some braking so you can see a row here a row here a row here and then when you switch to the front those change you've got those front facing lugs though they are interspersed with a couple of different directional ones so it's not all one or the other it's a little bit of a mixed pattern but for the most part these lugs are created in a way for braking downhill and of course grip going up they are four millimeter lugs which you can kind of get some views of here they're not super super deep they're going to be your general purpose. They're going to grip on rocks. They're going to grip on bridges. They're going to grip in dirt. They're not going to be really great for like extreme depths of mud, but that's definitely not what this shoe was built for. So you shouldn't have that expectation uh, probably to begin with when, uh, when you're going with this shoe. Here at the bottom here, all of this lighter orange color is all exposed foam. It's held up fairly well. There's a couple of creases and some spots on the shoe but it's done for weight savings so you have less protection down here less coverage but it's meant for the sake of cutting weight on the shoe in general uh, again you see this a lot not only with hoka but in the industry at large gonna probably break down and doesn't provide as much protection obviously even as just this lightweight rubber here is still going to provide some puncture protection you're not getting that in the middle of your foot but like in most cases, you're probably landing on a heel or you're landing on the forefoot. So your probability of hitting here, while not non-existent, is less than probably in these other spots. But just something you want to keep in mind depending on the type of terrain that you plan on, on taking this shoe on. But overall, this is a good outsole. I like light base. I really like Vibram Mega Grip in general. It's not spring here in the Pacific Northwest, so... I can't test in every every condition, but overall, I never really felt wanting for grip with this shoe in general. Really good general purpose, kind of covers all the bases, um, not really specific driven type of outsole. And I guess the other thing I'll add here is that I wore this shoe a decent amount for road running because of the type of shoe that it is and this is the type of outsole that sort of gets out of the way so you don't have any big lugs or anything like that that sort of ruin i guess that that experience or you feel poking through uh when you're running on something more flat next up let's talk about the midsole and this uses pro fly x midsole from hoka and what this is supposed to be is a firm foam with a very soft foam combined with it so the idea is you've got that sort of snap that makes it a little bit faster running with that firm foam. It's going to give harder rubber, so the return's a little bit quicker. You less sink into it. But then it's got some very soft foam added to it, which is going to be kind of this 
stuff here, this colored foam that adds that comfort for your foot or that shock absorption. So you're getting a little bit of both here in terms of um, speed to comfort ratio. And I think if you compare this to something like, let's say, the Zanal, this shoe has more of that kind of softer feel to it, which is more Hoka, I think, than the Zanal fits more like, to me, like a standard kind of everyday trail running shoe uh, as an example. The real play here, though, that we're going to talk about is something we can't see. And that is the whole reason that this shoe is called the Tecton. And that's inside of this midsole, there is a carbon plate. And in fact, there's two carbon plates. And they run parallel to each other inside of the shoe. So a lot of carbon shoes tend to have like a plate that's one plate. Uh, and it sort of creates that when you step down, it creates bounce and adds energy and the, the shoe pushes down and then when the energy pops up, it bounces your shoe and sort of propels you forward. That's a little more, I would think, dangerous or at least in the shoes that I've worn that are, are carbon plated, they are definitely more active feeling uh, than a standard road shoe as an example. So the goal here was to create two that ran side by side so that it was less of sort of that punch of, of the carbon plate. And that's going to run inside the shoe, kind of down the side. The other thing that that carbon plate is going to do, or carbon plates, excuse me, is going to provide rock protection. So there's there's a rock plate, right? Even though it's carbon fiber, it, it's still a rock plate that's inside the shoe. And in fact, a feature that's been inside of, of trail running shoes for as long as I can, uh, as long as I can remember. So that's really the main sort of showpiece here is something that you you can't see. And just in terms of feel, I think this foam works really well. It feels good. It feels active. It also feels like there's enough there. It doesn't feel like a lightweight racing flat. It's kind of got this middle ground of being comfortable, but also snappy, which I guess is what Hoka was going for uh, and, and I think achieved in this shoe. Next up, let's take a look at the upper. And, you know, if you look at the lacing on this, it's really interesting. And to me, it was the thing I, I noticed before really anything else. And it's a very, very low lacing system that, I mean, you can see it goes almost all the way down to your toes. It reminds me a lot of a, a Danner boot in the way that it just keeps going and going and going. It is a, I think, a really comfortable upper was one of the things I noticed early on with this shoe. It's all engineered mesh. As you can see, there are really no overlays at all with a slight exception of a little bit of a rubberized area around this top upper lace on both sides. I think this does a pretty good job of locking my foot in. And in fact, if I was to compare this shoe to the Speed Goat 5, this is a better lockdown than that shoe was. It's less baggy, it's more precise, uh, it just does fit better. But what I don't have on this upper is quite as much sort of athletic lockdown as I would like. So that is one of the downsides to me of this shoe is like when I'm cornering really hard, because there's really nothing kind of holding this shoe in place, it still, even with a good secure fit, kind of moves around a lot for my foot 
or moves around enough where I notice it. And, and to me, that's the difference between like a great upper and a good upper is a great upper, I don't notice the fact that my foot is holding still. Whereas with a good upper, my foot's moving, so then it's something that I think about when I do a hard cornering or, you know, kind of jump a little bit and like have to land hard. Um, this is one where my foot does have some movement inside uh, and it just doesn't like lock down hyper, hyper good like I'd like it to. But overall, the direction here that this is going, lighter weight upper, engineered mesh, it's cool, it looks good, it looks modern. It holds my foot in place for like 90% of the things that I want to do. And that's in some cases going to be enough for, for all people. Um, last couple of things here. We have a toe bumper. There's some protection here. It's the outsole. This is very, very hard right here at the tip. So this is being brought up from the outsole. There's a little bit of uh, some additional materials here that you can see for some abrasion resistance around the toe as well as creating just a little bit of structure um, for that toe cap. The lacing system is, I guess, a little weird just up here at the top. So I bring this up because of the heel lock. It's got a fairly narrow-ish to normal. So it's not a wide heel. It's going to fall more towards kind of the narrow to, to standard fit uh, on the heel. It does have a slight bit of a uh, heel cup, though it's not very rigid. You can see from my thumb here, it's breaking that down fairly easily. So there's a little bit of something in here that sort of runs around where the word Hoka is and over to the other side where the logo, it's enough to create some structure and to create kind of an area for your foot to sit down and lock into, but it's not so much that it's rigid and you kind of notice it. The lacing system in terms of the heel, I always use the back lace. And it just is weird because of the way this thing sort of has these little wings that just flops out here. It doesn't necessarily change much. It, it just doesn't seem graceful. I know that doesn't matter, but um, aesthetically, it's just kind of a, this piece just sort of flops around out here. If you don't have to use it, it doesn't matter. I have to use it. And every time I put the shoe on, there's this like thing hanging up here. Um, Anyway, that's a that's more of a preference. But for the most part, you do have a good fit out of this shoe. Interesting lacing. I kind of wish more shoes would do this pattern because it starts to take that lacing farther and farther down and it gets it off of sort of that top of your, your foot and it moves it more towards kind of the knuckle of your toes, which are going to sit lower sort of than that upper part of your foot. So I like this. Uh, I'm a fan of this. I hope to see some of this progress. In closing, I think what you've got here is a really great shoe. And for me, I have to put that in context. This is a really great shoe for my quiver. This is not a really great shoe for me to wear for everything. This to me is a, a shoe that has a specific area when I want to go fast, when I don't need as much protection, when I'm looking for a firmer ride, um, when I'm not going to be in big mountain technical things where precise, precise fitting and control is a must. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use this shoe. Now, is that because of the carbon plate? It gets a little squirrely. Maybe. I think some of it's the upper still of, of removal of these overlays. Lighter weight. To me, less lockdown. Your foot's going to vary it may lock down on your foot perfect. This locks better than the Speed Goat 5 does, but to me, not enough 
to really feel confident that I can just go down something that's going to have a lot of terrain differences and sharp rocks and, and things that I've got to like navigate around at a quick cadence. This is not for that quick cadence of like fairly continual, uh, consistent terrain or dirt path stuff with less obstacles, stuff with less twists and turns and, and hard cornering. This is a great shoe for that. So this is a little more purpose driven for me. So you've got kind of an interesting proposition here. It's more sturdy than the Zanal. It's a little, feels like a little thicker, a little more cushion. You got a little more going on here overall than, than that shoe, but it's not as much as the Speed Goat. So it sort of is sitting in between those two. And then you've got the carbon plate, which does add a little bit of snap, though I don't have any scientific information to say if it is in fact providing that much more because you've got geometry and you've got fit and you've got all these things that sort of play into it. Um, regardless of what that is, the fact that we're getting these types of technologies in our trail running shoes to me is awesome, right? It, it's not just saved for the mass market marathon type of shoe. We're bringing that to trail running. We're bringing that to, to our sport. And I think that's always really exciting. Your take on the, on the Tecton X. How do you feel about it? Are you using it for super long distance things? How do you deal with it on really technical terrain? What do you think about the carbon plate? Do you notice it? Or is it really just a rock plate and something that we've had in our trail running shoes for a while? We're just using a different combination of, of materials uh, to make that rock plate. Again, questions, comments, leave those below this video. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.